Welcome to Nintendo Main, episode 23. We are your hosts, myself, Trey Johnson, and... Hey, what's up? It's Jeremy Mikowski. What's up, man? You know, games. Yeah, it's been a week. It's been a week since last week when we talked about Star Fox Zero. Not not a whole lot of stuff going on. What's uh, really what if, uh, kind of a slow news week, as as we would say. What is What have you been playing for the week? Um, well, I continue to play... Uh, Affordable Space Adventures. Keep playing that game. That game is a lot of fun. I have actually not played Star Fox Zero since the last time I spoke. <laughs> oh yeah, I played it. Um, I played it a little bit. Like I got to, I got to Andros, and got yeah. killed, and got killed multiple times, and then stopped, <laughs> stopped after that. I just needed, I needed some time to dedicate to just sit down and, you know, put like, put like an hour into it or something. But I haven't just got, I haven't gotten, gotten around to it. But yeah, well, I got I got to that end part. It's a little disheartening because you have to go way back when you start it up again. You just go back to like uh, Star Wolf, probably right. Uh, you go all the way back to uh, Corneria. What? Second Corneria, yeah. What? No. Yeah, so you have to play all the way through that again. Uh huh. Are you serious? I, I thought you could start at Venom. That's what it looked I mean, like because it showed Venom on the can. map again when I when I went back. Maybe you can, and I just didn't go to the right spot when I started over again. But. It showed like it. Said, it was yeah, just heartening, and I didn't really feel like doing it all over again. I think you can go to Venom because it it showed Venom like as a planet because it was gone before and yeah. then it reappeared like on the map. So I think you can play right into it. I mean, I made sure and looked when I quit. that battle with Star Wolf is a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, enjoy that. And I and I, I mean, it's and the uh, the thing with uh, Andros isn't that bad. It's just I suck at it. I think it's. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I think it's annoying. How you have to dad? How you have to dodge the big long whatever. That's the beam. Clear spots you can pass through. Oh yeah, I don't think that part's that hard. I just don't like that it like I don't know. It seems to like push me out of it before I can leave. You know, like yeah. when you're when he like has the big force field that like knocks you through the glass or whatever. Force field is pretty cool looking though. I didn't realize until like the last time I died that it's his face, like a big holographic face of his that like expands out. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just uh, I can't seem to get out of the thing quick enough. I think i did like one time but i don't know i haven't really like tried tried to do it i like got there and then i d- died a couple times and i'm like okay same here man but i did play i did play guard for a while that was really fun yeah i played some guard guard is pretty fun yeah this is cool stuff i mean you, you can level up you get like new weapons when you level up uh there's a lot of you know there's a lot of levels in there there's some, there's bosses in there too which is pretty cool like i got to the I got to the end of Corneria. I got to the boss for that, and I played a little bit after that. But there's like there's uh, secret levels also that you get from you know from reaching a certain level, or you know you get keys from specific things to unlock them. But yeah, it's been it's cool. It's a there's a nice little uh, diversion, I guess, from the other game, or a nice little added bonus. I like watching the replays in that game. What the, the replays? Re- the, replays the replays are yourself? really satisfying to watch. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I haven't. What found it does that yet. is it shows you an overhead view of the whole map. And so it'll like, you'll watch what you did, like when you switched cameras and all that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen that. I haven't watched the replay, so I don't know. But you've definitely played further into it. I haven't gotten to any bosses yet. Yeah, there's 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 bosses. Or that I yeah, I played the Corneria boss. But yeah, it's cool. I just sat down and played it for a few hours, and it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I guess. I'm not really huge into tower defense games, but it's very intuitive. Like it's cool for what it is. You'll get right into it once you start playing it. It's like moving your cameras around and deciding how you want to focus your attacks. Like what areas the most enemies are going to be spawning. Oh yeah, it's pretty. Cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah, it shows you like it shows you like where the guys are coming from, what part, and and all that. And and as you go as you go through it, you unlock like the ability to like play online and you know send your send robot setups or play other people's setups. I think you get all that stuff after you beat the Corneria boss. Well, I must be pretty close because I think I've played five or six levels. Yeah, it's like the um, you know how there's like three different boxes. There's like A, B, and C, and then there's a D at the bottom. That's a, yeah, that's a boss. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's fun. It's, been well, it's having a, definitely having a nice little pack-in. Stylistically, very different Star Fox Zero. Yeah, all the or characters. Game, I should say. Except you still, we forgot to mention this last week, but uh, you still have to turn up the volume on your uh, gamepad to hear any of the voices. Like, we completely, we didn't mention that. How weird that is. Like, how, like, everybody talks to you through the gamepad. Oh, yeah. And it's it's well, the same way on Star Fox Guard also. If you want to hear gri- If you want to hear Grippy or talk to you, or Grippy or Slippy talk to you, you have to turn up the volume on the pad which is so weird but whatever yeah i didn't even think that grippy had a voice i just accepted he didn't and i was thinking wait what if i turn it up and i gotta hear grippy for the first time yeah no that yeah it's 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 such it's such a weird thing i guess they want i know they really wanted to be gamepad game but it was like gotta use the speakers too <laughs> it's weird it's odd like when you're like watching the tv and it's not saying anything unless you turn up the i don't know Strange choice. Once again, it feels like a game that should have been released closer to launch of the Wii U. <laughs> I don't know about that, because then people would have been like, what? This system doesn't work. It would have just made more sense, because those are, of... the, those are the games that are more niche when you're first starting a system, and then you know they become more mainstream as yeah, the system gets cause old. Because it, it's kind of demo-y, I guess. Yeah. kind of feels demo-y. like demo-y, yeah. It's, it, do, it's... it does its best to use every feature of the gamepad. I guess it didn't use the microphone at all. Yeah, it'd be funny if it had that, too. But, uh, Maybe it, that's one of the you get a You get an air gun, you have to blow yeah. it. <laughs> that's kind of, it's kind of a shame. I was, th- I was thinking, I didn't mention it last week, but I thought about... Uh, it's just a shame that Star Fox has kind of become this, uh, this like experimental game now, where it's like, oh, let's, you know, because like the last real new one was was Command, which was like all touch based and had like you know and had different had like the different type of levels, and now this one's like all 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 uh, gamepad based. It's like yeah. well, maybe you guys should just come out with one that's just kind of like a little more normal. I don't know. They're be- they're kind of starting to become like the Kirby. Like like the Kirby of the of the system, or you know the the where that's where they got a weird idea and they're like just put just put Star Fox on it. I don't know. Yeah, you go back about uh, fourteen years now since they started getting experimental with Star Fox. Well, they started getting experimental like after the second game, <laughs> you know. Yeah. After well, after the official second game, you know, the sixty four one. Yep, I'd say that Star Fox Adventures was the first like what the fuck. Yeah, it was well, well. Yeah, it was Star Fox Adventures, and then Assault was weird too because it like was all all third person. They need to just kind of I don't know I don't know what they need to do, but I mean this one's fine. It's just kind of like I don't know. Will there be a Star Fox NX? Who knows? If if there is, they should try to make it a little more grounded. I guess I don't know, but not actually grounded. You know, but please don't, please don't <laughs> exactly, and please don't reboot it again. Yeah. It doesn't need rebooted again. Yeah, I didn't really. I mean, the reboot part really didn't bother me that much. You know, like, if this was because, like Zelda, like it was a different Star Fox. Because the levels stage. were different. Yeah. Well, the levels are different, though. <laughs> I mean, I didn't feel like I was playing the same game over yeah. again at all because the levels are very different. But the bosses are pretty much the same. Like, they do reuse a lot of bosses. Maybe you fight them differently, but. There's like one. I mean, I saw one guy that was that was in the other games. But other than that, I haven't seen any repeats of bosses, aside from Andros. Yeah. But there He's was one. The there was like one other guy that's been on like every game, you know. But I didn't really see much other than that. I mean, McGilla Gorilla or whatever his name was, he wasn't in any of the other ones. <laughs> what is that? What is the Gorilla guy called? 
Are you talking about the giant? Uh, uh, Gigorilla. His name is yeah, Gigorilla. Yeah. Do we have to shoot him? Shoot him in the ass for however long? I don't know. Did you try out my uh, my strategy to beat him? Yeah, I figured that out. I was like, well, you said uh, you you gave a hint. You said like bipedal, and I'm like, oh, I bet it's Gigorilla. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I did that. I did that for Gigorilla, and it made it a lot easier. Cause yeah, cause that, that's what I was stuck on was him, and then I tried doing it with the Walker, and I was like, oh wow, yeah, much much better. Almost too easy, but I guess after getting beat by him a lot, it feels okay for it to be easy. Yeah, it was it was, it was just nice to get through it. You know, get through it easily. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you've been playing a lot of the uh, Humble Bundle stuff, right? They added two new games like a couple days ago. Oh, did they? Yeah, they added uh, they added Runbow and uh, Swords and Soldiers too, and uh, and like um, another 3DS game also. They haven't sent me any emails or anything. Yeah, they, they didn't. Have. They didn't email me about it either. I just I just saw it on the NBC group. Somebody mentioned that there were more stuff to it. You just have to go back to that email that you got that sent okay. you the codes and just check it again. There'll be more codes on it. I did uh, last week when I mentioned I couldn't get citizens of earth i went back to it and realized what my mistake was it's that you only get one version of you don't get both versions yeah you only get one version i noticed that yeah because it asked you you which one your version Mm -hmm. which one did you get the 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 yeah i played a little bit of that but i don't know if it was because i was downloading other stuff but it was like super glitchy (laughs) like whatever i whatever i played on it like where it feels like where it was like jumping it yeah. was jump. It was like like the guy would walk and then he'd bounce like from one part to another and and like and not wow. and the and the buttons weren't working right or I don't know. It seemed it was like really really glitchy. I don't know. I don't know. What you the were downloading was. something at the time. I was, and I was thinking maybe that was why. That is why. Because like, it was reading to the it was reading to the memory stick and or rather writing to it and you were reading off the scene. Yeah, I guess that's why. But yeah, it was really it was super glitchy. So hopefully it plays better next time I do it. But uh, yeah, it hasn't really. And I mean, it's the only thing that's been that glitchy, though. I mean, I played other games while stuff's been downloading. I haven't had any problems with it being glitchy, but I also did play it without anything downloading. It's not. I don't know. It's nothing special. It feels like a watered down version of Earthbound so far to me. Sort of, yeah. I have a. I mean, I think I got like I recruited my mom and my brother and and like fought a few fights, and that was about it. You know, I guess the characters are are kind of entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was. All, I, I mean, I played it for like maybe a total of like ten minutes. So same here. I played a I played affordable space adventures with Jess. That was really cool. I Is was it pretty the, uh, player? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I don't know what all you do. I'm sure you do everything on one player, but I was I was the pilot, and she was doing all the like the density and like the you know all the different switches that you do for the ship. Like she was yeah. doing that pretty much, and controlling like the um, and she controls like the the ignition or and she controls like the flashlight. So we would like kind of aim stuff together, where like she would aim and I would shoot. So there's some there's some really cool like co op stuff in it for that it's without a doubt my favorite game in the bundle yeah have you have you played shantae i thought that one was pretty cool that's that like game is great and i probably cool. need to put some more time into it it's pretty good i was gonna say that's probably the one i played the most i think out of all of them i haven't played like i haven't played Runbo. i haven't played sword and soldiers 2 yet i played the other one i played the first one for wii it's like a it's like a strategy game Okay. It's like it's like a two D it's like a two D strategy game. What's the new three D S game? Uh Nano Nano Assault. I played that for a while. It's like your um like... it's like inner space kind of. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> oh, okay. You're like a little it's like a shooter. It's, it's like a it's like a dual stick shooter. I mean well it it is a dual stick shooter if you have the new new three D S. But um yeah, you you like go you like go around inside of uh 
body parts and shoot like uh, bacteria and stuff like that. Okay. So it's pretty cool. I got I got stuck on it. Like I I died like in the fifth level multiple times, so I, I quit. But it was cool for a while. You like collect little DNA uh, parts of DNA and and shoot like bacteria and stuff like that. It reminds me kind of uh, I forget what that. Do you remember what that game was on? There was a PlayStation Three game where you were like on a planet and you fly around shooting stuff with dual stick. Did you ever play that game? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember what it called. There was also a game on the original NES that uh, it was a side-scrolling shooter, kind of like our type. And uh, I think you'd play it too, but you have to like shoot Abidox? Like, body parts and stuff. Abadox. Yeah, Abadox. Abadox, man. That is yeah, Abadox. Gross. I liked Abadox because it looked like super bloody. It was like it was like gross. Like you fight like eyeballs and brains and stuff like that, and it felt like you were like in a body, but it was like really. I remember it looking like overly bloody, and that's why I liked it a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, Abidox. It's, it's really it's really gruesome, but in a cartoony. Over the top way. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not quite Abidox. But yeah, I pulled up my email for the Humble Bundle, and it's like you said, it just added it to the list that I already had. Yeah, they, they don't really tell you. It's just on there. Super Stardust is what it was called. It's like that was Super a PS2 game or PS3 game? Play, PlayStation 3. Oh, of course I wouldn't have played it. I yeah. don't have a PS3. Yeah, it, it feels like it feels like Super Stardust HD, which uh, which is basically where you fly around on a, on a planet and shoot stuff it's kind of like that except it has some like variations where you're like behind the, sh- the behind the ship but it's all right well i'll have to download these new games that are part of my bundle yeah there's plenty plenty to play i also i've also been playing uh i hooked up the old nes and i've been playing some uh some dragon quest one or dragon warrior as, as us united states people know of it as i've been playing that game is that the one where they're super old-timey like ye old they talk like that. Yeah, there's there's speech like that in it. It was the game. It was uh it was given out for free with a with a subscription to Nintendo Power in the 80s. Oh, okay. Which I remember I already had a subscription and we like canceled and like restarted it so I could get the game for free. But yeah, they gave it away for free because they were really trying to get Americans to uh get into RPGs, you know, cuz they were huge in Japan. I've, and I never really played it that much because I thought it was really hard, and it is really hard when I was a kid. But <laughs> but I was like, uh, but I was like, man, I should try it again. I was like, I should see if I still have that game. And I'm like, oh yeah, I still have it because I've been like really aching to get into get into the Dragon Quest games because supposedly they're awesome, you know. And they're and I like RPGs, and you know, there's more. I think there's more good ones of those than there are of uh, Final Fantasy. But yeah, I've been meaning to get into them, and I was like, oh well, I should try to play. I should play Dragon Warrior One, and I've and I've probably put like I don't know how long into it. I'm like a level fifteen, sixteen, almost level sixteen now, and it's okay. it's like it's like a it's like so much grinding. It's like just all grinding. It's basically what that game is. It's it came like out the, before Final Fantasy, didn't it? It did, yeah, before the first Final Fantasy. I mean, it's considered to be like the like pretty much the like first. You know, it was the first console RPG, pretty much. Yeah. It was Dragon it was Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior? It was actually. We could do. I mean, we should do an entire episode on Dragon Quest. But uh, there were, I guess, there was another. Um, there was like a. I think there it was like a role playing game or a or a book. There was another book called Dragon Quest, and and that's why they couldn't call it that in America. Why it was changed to Dragon Warrior okay. because it because it went against something else. But uh, the Final Fantasy games reference Dragon Warrior like a, a lot of times. Like they all kind of reference each other. But um, but yeah, that was uh, that was pretty much the first the first one, and Final Fantasy came after that. The only uh, Dragon Warrior game I've beaten is Rockets. Oh yeah, yeah, Rocket Slime was cool. Fantastic yes, game. yeah, Slime became like the main character. There's some stuff in Rocket Slime from the original game, also, like some references, but I don't I don't remember what exactly it is. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's like there's not really there's not really much to do. It's just you have to level up. You have to level up a lot. 
and like the and the world's not that big. You just have to kind of like you mostly just walk around and fight guys a lot until you get to a certain level, and then you go to another part and fight more guys, and then you get to a certain level, and then you go to another part. So it's I don't know. I, I enjoy it just for the classicness of it, but I don't know if you can get if you can get your hands on it. It'd be worth a look. But I yeah, have I, two copies of it of Dragon Warrior. Yeah, I bought it at some point in time, and then I think I bought like I, I may have forgotten I had it and bought it again because I saw it at a garage sale. I mean, I know I didn't pay very much for it. Yeah, I think I it's don't only, think it's a rare game. Yeah, I think it's only like uh, worth like about three dollars reused right now. But uh, I mean, I mean, they I mean they gave them out for free, so it's I think a lot of people got them. I mean, I'm sure it got a lot of people to get. Nintendo Power subscriptions because they would. But similar to you, I uh, I hooked up my NES today, and it doesn't oh. work anymore. So I have oh, that I to deal with. Again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have th- I have two of those. I think maybe three. I, I have two know. as well, and neither one works. Yeah. But uh, I did <laughs> oh. actually look online, and I think I might be able. I think that it's old enough that I am capable of fixing it myself. You could buy one of those. Uh, you could buy one of those HD NESs for like a hundred bucks. The HD. I think what I'm going to do is buy a new uh, cartridge connector and install it myself. Oh, is that what it is? Like a, the whatever reading? Yeah, uh, yeah. The pins are either like corroded or bent up. I need to open it up and get inside of it. But there's a ton of videos on the internet of how to fix NESs. So oh, sure. it's worth a try. And if nothing else, I mean, I have two, so I can open both of them up, and maybe I can assemble one functional out of two broken. Oh yeah, if if one if if between the two of them they have enough workable things, then sure. But I know. Yeah. Uh, one of the two that I have, I only paid a dollar for, so I'm not too worried about it. I found it at a garage sale probably about 10 years ago, but it was a dollar, and it came with like a bunch of games, too. Actually, that might have been how I got my second copy of Dragon, of Dragon Warrior. Of Dragon Warrior, yeah. I was, I was surprised that... um. I was surprised that the battery still worked on it, like the battery save. Yeah. Like my like my guy from like when I was like eight or whenever I got it is still there, was still on there. You know, it's like it's like what? <laughs> I, oh, I don't so know what you've, year. You've had the game since then. Yeah, that's it, it's still the game that I got when I was a kid. I still have it, my Dragon Warrior, and right. it still has the saves on it that I had that I played when I was a kid. I didn't use any of them. I just started over again. But but yeah, they're they're still on there. The save battery is still working on it. Does it have your name written on it in permanent marker? No, <laughs> I never really did that for my uh, games. my Zelda game, my uh, original Zelda game that I've had since I was nine. I think it has my name written on the back of it, Mark. Oh yeah, nice. I have a uh, my uh, my Tony Hawk, my uh, or not Tony Hawk, my my uh, Golden Eye, my Golden Eye cartridge has a uh, Tyler Hughes's name on it <laughs> <laughs> from uh, from college. It says th. It, it says th on the top of it. No, he accidentally marked my copy with his name because <laughs> he had like because he had like all of the games like lined up and he just went through and like put his name on all on the top of them without looking at him and he accidentally marked my golden eye with his name because it was in because it was in his games because we were playing in his room but, yeah, i guess back in the yeah. dorm you had to keep your stuff in check or people would borrow it and never give it back yeah and i think i wrote my name on pokemon stadium because pokemon stadium <laughs> has a like has a your name here on the front of it that <laughs> actually has like a white blank spot where you can write your name. Makes sense. So I think I actually wrote my name on there because once again, yeah, I got it at the dorms, and I lost. You know, I lost a couple games there. Like I think some. You know, I don't know. I'm pretty sure my Pokemon Puzzle League was stolen by somebody because it was like in my system and then not in my system. You know, that bastard. Do you still have it? I bought a. I mean, I bought a new copy. Or rather, that's what I meant. Did you buy a new one? I bought a new copy, but uh, but the one I the original one I bought in college like was stolen i'm pretty sure because i never never got it back until later when you mentioned know. that uh that game that had the uh the spot to write your name on it pokemon stadium 
It reminded me, do you remember in uh, instruction manuals, there was always a spot in the back for notes that you could write notes in? Did you ever actually write notes? Uh, I, I would put a, I put passcodes in them. Like for ones that had passwords, I yeah, would write passwords sense. in the notes area for the for the NES games. That makes sense. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully you'll get your uh, hopefully get your NES working eventually because uh, I feel like we're like we're like twenty three twenty three episodes in and we haven't really done any NES episodes yet. No, which but I th- which I th- which I think is a shame. We'll have to. I would. I mean, if if you get your NES working, hopefully we can do a Dragon Quest one episode. I think I, I wouldn't mind doing that if you have the patience to make it through that game. <laughs> you know, basically if you have the patience to grind a lot. But I think it, I think it's rewarding for what it is, and I like the. I like the simplicity of it. Well, I have two copies, so one of them's bound to work. Yeah, I always wanted to get a. I always wanted to get a top loader. Have you ever seen those? Like the newer, the newer NESs. Have. Supposedly, supposedly those worked better. I saw one of those mini Super Nintendos recently too, but I didn't. I couldn't afford it. I didn't want to buy it. Oh, it but they made like... a Super Nintendo that looked a lot like that. Didn't you? Uh, didn't you go on a? Was that when you went on your game hunting thing? Yeah. So I pretty much kind of just. I was visiting my family, and they live near. Danville, Illinois. So I was driving around in Danville and uh, decided I was going to stop at some pawn shops and stuff. It's, you know, you never know what you're going to find at a pawn shop because a lot of times they research things where they still have like a flat price on certain games and stuff. So I stopped at this pawn shop in Danville, a uh, Gold Rush, common pawn shop name, and uh, they had a bunch of DS games. Not many good ones. So I pretty much picked out the only three that I cared about. They sold one to me for five bucks a piece and threw in a free movie. Like a free DVD that I wanted to buy. Oh, what would you get? I got a uh, Rhythm Heaven. Nice. Finally got a hold of that game. That game's awesome. Uh, I bought a uh, Trauma Center, the first Trauma Center. That was a game I used to have that I played pretty far into, but I never beat. So yeah, I played a little hard. bit of it. It's hard. I mean, it's already like hard a few levels in. Why? Well, uh, did you get to the part with the spider? With like the spider yeah. that's on the guy's chest? Yeah, I couldn't beat that. Like I played it. I don't know if I got that far. I just got to. I just remember getting far enough to where you're like, you know, you're not just doing surgery anymore. You're doing like you're fighting enemies while yeah. you're doing surgery. <laughs> yeah, there's this part where this. I, I thought it, it had to have been the boss because I couldn't. I couldn't for the life of me do it. Like it was so hard. But yeah, there's the part where you fight this giant spider that's attached to this guy's heart, and like I, I yeah, I, I, I think I like rage quit at one point during that. And never, <laughs> played it. never, never played it again, but. It was like I just couldn't do it. Like I, I, and I felt like I was fairly good at it, but I don't know. I, I felt like it, like I got to the point of where it wasn't possible to beat. So I just kind of set it aside and didn't return to it ever again. That game is perfect. Like you know, it came out early in the life of the DS, and it's a perfect game to prove that the touchscreen was something that was going to stick. Oh yeah, it's it's a great game. I just it's hard. I love I love the shit out of it. Like we really played it. Like I like me and uh, two of my friends, we all got we all got DSs like at the same time, and like that was like I remember getting that game, and like we played the shit out of it. I actually bought it because I played your copy of it, and I really liked it. Oh yeah, it was great. Original, I, yeah, I bought it. Too. I have I, I bought one of the uh, I bought one of the Wii ones. It's not quite the same. It's too bad they couldn't make one of those for uh, Wii U. That would be really cool. If they made a new it one. I know. Sense. I know you can play. Uh, I know you can play the the Wii one on there through virtual console but there's no uh but there's no like ds yeah there's or there's no virtual console ds stuff either which sucks because i think there was i think there were two of them on there at least but yeah they could have had one of those it's one one of those things that's probably in japan and not here still a possibility uh the third game i got was uh one of the late professor Layton games i've played i played all through all those on the ds but you know, I really liked them, so I got uh, Unwound Future. I think it might have been the last one on the DS. Maybe not. I don't know. I just don't know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't played any of those. It's from 2010. I hear they're good. So 
it's pretty late in the life of the DS. I think the DSi came out came out around that time. Did you have any desire to play the uh, Phoenix Wright meets Professor Layton game that came out on 3DS? Yeah, I think I will eventually when I find it for cheap or whatever. I don't know if you played any of the Phoenix Wright games. I've just played a demo of one of them, but I really liked it. I played the first game on mobile. Actually, I bought it for my iPhone, and it was it was really fun. Like you could play through the the through the DS one. Translates well to the it's all yeah. touch which, screen. Which is actually I mean, which is actually a port of a Game Boy Advance game. Like the ones that came out on DS, they're originally Game Boy Advance games. Japan, right? Yeah, it didn't come out so, here. And I think there was a you could buy a digital version of it for the Wii, but not the Wii U of all, of all those games. The first there's one. like there's some kind of like collection that you can buy for the. 3ds now that has several games in it so yeah that's something i might consider playing too i think probably it would be smart to play i'm going to play through unwound future again then maybe i'll play the crossover and then maybe i'll cross over to playing some uh phoenix right totally yeah you should what what was the free movie that you got with your uh ds's <laughs> the tim and eric movie oh yeah i don't that's know why movie. i wanted to buy it it was a do- <laughs> it was a dollar so you know i got a free one dollar movie I've I've seen it on Netflix or whatever. It's funny enough, but I don't know. Something about owning that, that's just another one of those ridiculous movies. Like, it's not as good as Freddy Got Fingered, but, you know, it's one of those movies <laughs> yeah. that you could throw in any time, watch again, just be in the background or whatever. Sure. And it's, you know, the same. It, it, I don't get bored of it, I guess. Yeah. I just remember there's a really weird part with Ray Wise in there from uh, Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Like, involves shit or something like that. I don't know. I watched it one time. Most likely. Uh, Then I headed over to, going back to my video game story of my haul. Oh, yeah. Continue. You could call it a haul if you'd like. I purchased, I think, six games. I went to uh, this spot in Danville called Vintage Villains, and it's it's actually a pretty big space, a lot bigger than I expected it to be, and it's... You know, it's it's like the kind of place I'd love to hang out all the time. It's comic books, video games, and like uh, like figurines, and then it's got like you know some T-shirts and stuff, you know, whatever. But it's a fairly large space. Um, they're pretty aware of what they have. I don't think you're going to find any hidden gems or for a great price there necessarily. But uh, they do have like they had a sale where you bought two games, and you got one free. I decided I should support the little business and buy a few games and. Uh, since I recently got my Super Nintendo working, I saw they had Stunt Race FX. So I was just going to buy that, but then I saw the two for buy two, get one free. And I decided I wanted a Super Game Boy because it's cool, I guess. And so I bought one of those, and then I was like, well, the I got to get another game. <laughs> so I went to the, the register, and that's where they had all their Game Boy Advance games under the glass. And they had a copy of WarioWare Twisted for 17 bucks. So I think, you know, all the prices are pretty much what you're going to find it for if you hunt it down on the internet. Probably less than you'd get it on Amazon, but around what you'd find it on eBay for. Sure. If you didn't want to go through a bidding war and you just wanted to do the buy it now. I got I got a hold of that. That's one of my favorite games. It's probably in my top 10 favorite games of all time. It's awesome. So it ended up that I didn't even have to buy Stunt Race FX. That was my free game. So I have it now. I have Stunt Race FX. So now you can actually play it. I've got the full uh, Argonauts collection on the <laughs> Super Nintendo. Have you, have you played uh, Stunt Race FX yet? I've played it. I put a, I played it for about 20 minutes yesterday. I'd say it would be, I would be generous to say it runs at about 12 frames per second. <laughs> oh, yeah. If even, right? Right. Five, so five frames per second. It's fully 3D environments. You know, think Star Fox. It looks very similar, but Star Fox is much more polished. Yeah. Um, this was done by one of the guys. I, I, I should have looked it up whose name was. But they were the two guys that worked on it's Star not, Fox. It's not Cuthbert. It's, it's not Dylan. He was doing. He was working on Star Fox too, while the other guy was working. Oh, on I, oh, sure. 
Yeah. They each had like their own teams for their games. They were, but uh, yeah. So what they've done to counteract, you know, it's a fully so it's fully three D environment. All of the characters have cartoon eyeballs. All the cars, I should say. So they become characters. They're not yeah. just cars. Uh, but they've got like kind of they sort of have shocks. Like if they'll go up a ramp and then they'll land. Like you know the wheels will kind of buckle under them and they'll bounce around. And there's like a four wheel drive vehicle that looks a little bit like a monster truck. It bounces all over the place and sort of has those physics. But really, what they've done to counteract the low frame rate is put like these giant like flashing red signs everywhere that point the direction you're supposed to go. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, you're just like when you see a flashing red thing, you just start pointing in that direction on the control pad as soon as you see it because the draw distance is like nothing, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they do have a, a mini map in the bottom left, kind of like you would see in Mario Kart. So you do see an overview of what the court, the shape of the course is, and you can kind of look at you can consult that too. But I mean, if there's like a ninety degree turn coming in the future, you're going to know about it one second before you sure because of the draw distance. Yeah, <laughs> it's still I mean it's still an impressive game to watch running. But yeah, imagine like trying to play Skyrim on ten year old computer. Even if you were able to do it, it would run. You'd have to set the settings to the very lowest, and the frame rate would be way down. And that's kind of what this game feels like. It felt like it should have been on different system yeah I, I mean i remember playing it i remember playing it and like even at the time when it came out like thinking like wow this is really slow and yeah. I can't, and i can't really control this at all <laughs> i had a really hard time control, really, controlling the cars it's, it's really slow but it was free and i have it now so i can stop looking at ebay and trying to find it yeah doesn't it have a doesn't it have like a replay mode like i think i remember that like where you can pause it and like replay where you're you're uh Rex or whatever. Yeah, it does. I haven't. I didn't bother to mess around with that. Because I remember I playing, playing I remember around that with that. Pack. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Like that's probably what we used the most of it was uh, was the replays on there. But yeah, that is that's something I own now. So I'd say out of all the games I bought, probably I'm happiest with WarioWare. But uh, I think but, it's, uh, I think it's really stunt stunt race FX is what you're completely <laughs> the happiest with. I mean, you know, those Professor how, Layton games are a lot of fun. How could that you not fun. be? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there was some there was some news today or some news this week. Get into that real quick before we get into the topic. I'm sure. Did you see? Did you see online uh, some uh, some com- the company who makes the carts for 3ds leaked out some information that people are thinking that maybe they're making uh, carts for NX as well. Did you see all that? I did. I saw that, and it's I don't know. It's hard to wrap my head around. But what do you think? If about, it's yeah. Well, if the so. If the NX is portable and a console at the same time, it would kind of make sense to have game cards again because you don't want an optical, you don't want optical media in something portable. The UMDs and PSP no. prove yeah. that. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, because yeah, it didn't really work very well. Well, and it's yeah, you're moving it around, so it's and loading I and mean, all that. It's bad for it's bad just to have a a, a manual like spinning thing inside of a <laughs> inside of anything like it's going to wear out eventually. Sure. So optical drives are kind of even though at one point in time they superseded cartridges because of what you know the greater uh, storage space that you could get with them and it's cheaper it's it's yeah it really is kind of going backwards again i mean you look at a micro sd card that can hold 128 gigabytes compared to a blu-ray maybe a blu-ray can hold more but you know the comparison in size between the two and like the write speed and the read speed with the flash memory is just way way exponentially faster yeah i'd like to see uh, i'd like to see what the um like how much they can hold because i because i know the one they're using right now what holds like eight gigs i think for the 3ds 
Okay. The, the 3DS cartridges, from what I read, it holds eight gigs. But I didn't, I didn't see anything saying like what the capacity is for those supposed new ones that they're making. So I'd be interested in that. But yeah, I don't know. That'd be a crazy are there, thing. Are there any games that have even come close to using that space? I have a 32 for th- gigabyte card for 3DS. Uh, I 3DS. would. I would guess that Xenoblade Chronicles 3D probably does. Oh, okay. I mean, if any of them, or like Fire Emblem, any of the Fire Emblem games, like I'm just thinking about what, like what takes up the most space, like when you download it on your 3DS. It's probably the videos. Because I think like it, it doesn't show the gigs on the 3DS because they didn't get there yet. It's still like notes or whatever, you know. Blocks. Blocks. Yeah. So like uh, I think 3DS is like 60 blocks or some or 60,000 blocks. So like most RPG stuff I think would I mean Xenoblade Chronicles 3D had to have been had to be close to to 8 gigs if not more because you had to use the extra capacity of the new 3DS. Well everything I've downloaded is fit on a 32 gigabyte card and I still have space left. And I have like about 50 games on. Oh sure. Yeah, I have a lot but of them too. A lot of virtual consoles. And I have a sixty. I have the sixty-four gig one, and mine's like about about to run out of memory. Like I'm getting, I'm getting there. I think I have like five thousand blocks left, something like that. I pretty much ran out of memory on the Wii U with the humble bundle. Oh yeah, I'm already thinking about upgrading my memory stick. And I had like a hundred. I had like the hundred twenty-eight, whatever memory. But it's like cause some, well, some of those games are like fifteen gigs. So that was like because uh, I know like uh, Dark Siders was like ten gigs. I'll probably delete that game. I don't care for it. But um, but yeah, that'd, that'd be interesting if uh, it ended up be like that. With the, that was the way the Nintendo came back into power was with was by using cartridges again. I'd like to see that uh, that be the headline on some internet site. You know, it's like Nintendo leads the consoles with cartridges. Like ten years later, you know, where it like supposedly it was a bad choice for sixty four, and now it's a good choice. I don't know. It'd be kind of like it'd be nice to see them come back around like that. And that was like the way they did it was by using cartridges. The one thing that would suck is if they pull the Sony and it's like their proprietary storage. So you would still download stuff, but you would need their cards to store things. Oh yeah, like the Vita, like pretty much what killed the Vita. Right. They did the same thing with the. Uh, oh, I guess it was just with the Vita, wasn't it? I was about to say with the PSP, but that was the memory stick, which was any Sony product that was proprietary, but you could still use that in well, like you could, cameras and stuff if they were if it was a Sony. You could use uh, you could use SD cards for the for the PSP. It didn't have oh. to be. It didn't have to be Sony property. It was a Vita. Vita was the one that got a where where they kind of shot themselves in the foot because they were selling like because you could buy the system for like what was like two fifty when it came out, but the yeah. um but the cards in themselves were like fifty dollars and up, and you and you had to buy specific Vita cards, which kind of shot themselves in the foot, you know. So made it yeah, like, and they were made it like three hundred dollars for the system, which is ridiculous. But I think you can buy them for like a hundred now, now that they don't make games for them. <laughs> right, and they reduce the price. They, Sony themselves reduced the price of the cards by about, I think, like fifty percent. Yeah, they once. had to. They had to. Yeah, but yeah, but you can the, get a hold of the Vita for around a hundred bucks. I think. But yeah, they kind of shot themselves in the foot for that. I thought because like the because they both kind of the Vita and the 3DS kind of sort of came out at the, around the same time, and 3DS was using the SD cards, and you know Vita was had a different thing, which you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, they should have just used SD cards. Would have made it a lot easier. Yeah, no one cares about the Vita anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, my roommate has a Vita. I mean, I, I remember like the one game I really played on there was uh, was Gravity Rush, which was okay. But I was always intrigued by the back touchpad. You know, I thought that might have been a good idea. But like how worthless it was. <laughs> it ended up being worthless. Yeah, but I actually thought like you don't really I was use watching it all much. This, yeah, when I was watching all the stuff for it, like all the promotion before the 
system came out, and I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, basically, all you really do is accidentally touch it while you're trying to hold the uh-huh. system. <laughs> that's basically what happened to me when I was playing it. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. Other in, in other in other news, rumors, whatever. I heard that there's no, uh, there will be no digital event for E3 for Nintendo, which kind of sucks. I figured we'd get some sort of Nintendo Direct for this E3, but I guess yeah. all I guess all we're getting is the Treehouse uh, presentation on Tuesday, right? The 14th, I think. June 14th is what I saw. Yeah. And I guess they're not staying for the whole event, from what I heard, which is also weird. But they're just making know. an appearance. Yeah, but yeah, that'll be the event. Is the is the Zelda? I mean, I know they're going to have very extensive demos, so hopefully it'll be a lot of stuff. Our uh, our guest that we had on uh, John Knitter from the Zelda episode, he uh, he lives in California and he's trying to find a way to get onto the E three floor. If for some reason he does, then he'll be our correspondent for uh, oh, yeah, when, when that happen when that happens. So that'll be we'll cool. Definitely take advantage of that friendship. Yeah. No, I told him that. I, I I asked him. I was like, "Hey, you could you should be our correspondent." And he said, "Yeah, I totally do that." So that'd be, be cool. Sweet. Then we could do like some three person Skype stuff, and he could tell us what was going on there. And then the E three floor. Like, what kind of cool stuff does Nintendo have? Well, <laughs> they just have one thing. It's just one thing. Yeah, but I mean, it's gonna. We're probably all going to love it, I'm sure, right? I think so. So are you with me in thinking that even though they're going to be showing the demo for Zelda on Wii U, that maybe, possibly, there might be some sort of like little hints what the NX is going to be like within that demo? Possibly. I don't know. I, would, I wouldn't completely discount it or, or say that, it's, that it wouldn't be in there. I don't know. Because at the very least, maybe they could say, you know, this is how you do it on the Wii U. It'll be different on the NX. But they, I guess they wouldn't. <laughs> no. I mean, I expect it to be the same. Unless the NX has some sort of weird motion controller thing again, you know, or there's some sort of strange controller that ha- that it has to be adapted for, I would expect well, it's it to be similar. To be something different. I mean, they're making, they're touting it as being something completely different. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's going to have to have a screen on it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure the next system will have another controller with a screen on it. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, something we see from from uh, Zelda will show, will give us some idea of what, how N- NX will work. But you never know. I mean, we'll probably just be as confused, you know, then as we are now on it. It's See, something about seeing a demo like nearly a year before a game comes out. We we all know Nintendo like changes things last second a lot. So are we even going to see? I mean, are we really going to see a final version of whatever they show us? Is what's playable even going to be in the final version? I guess is what I'm asking. Oh, I, I think so. I mean, they've they've got so much time to. I mean, they've had all this time to work on it. You know, I would hope that some of this will be in the final version. I mean, it'll probably be like a maybe it'll be like a whole dungeon or something. You know? Yeah. Or maybe a couple dungeons, or I don't, know, or maybe like just a dungeon in like the overworld, and you can you know play around with both of them. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Well, whatever it is, I think it would be spectacular if they open the demo up to Wii U owners, but I doubt they will. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, it's going to be all Wii U stuff, so I mean, there won't be any NX on there. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll just have to we'll just have to wait. It's like uh, almost a month away. So, but we'll at see. least it's something, you know. I mean, we know that we're going to see people playing Zelda. Unless yeah, yeah I, so I that's kind of cool, right? Yeah, I mean, I th- I hope it blows everybody away. I, th- I I mean, we've only seen like a few seconds of the game, so hopefully it looks great. I think it's going to be like Skyrim meets Zelda. Yeah, see, I don't I don't like the I don't like the sound of that because I because I, I hated I those games. Either. I don't either, and I really uh, hope that's not the truth. I mean, I didn't play Skyrim, but I played Oblivion, and I fucking hated that game. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like I'm like don't make it like. Uh, don't make it like broken. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. I, I have like, Skyrim. I feel like the combat was like broken on on Oblivion. I mean, I, I had a hard time with it, and it was fucking boring as shit. 
That's just so much. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. If it's you like, like reading. Yeah, you can like read books in there, and there's like a part where you like watch a cat person steal from somebody's house. It's like, wow, this game's dumb. It's, <laughs> it would, it would just, it would anger me because I would play it for like, I would play it for like hours, and I felt like I didn't do anything. <laughs> it's like I played this for like five hours, and I've, all I've done is watch this cat person steal from this house. It's like, fuck this game. But, uh. Well, if you remember, there's a part in, uh, Wind Waker where you watched someone steal from someone. Oh, Wasn't yeah. there one? Uh, that yeah, that is true. That the girl, the girl who stole from the, uh, it's like how you get the final bottle is from that kid, which which is which is the one moment. It's like the is the, is the moment where like Link becomes like the most interesting as a character is when he like pretends to be a cat. She's trying to find him. I thought that part was hilarious. Where she's like, she she like looks around and he's like hiding in the wall and he goes meow. <laughs> it's like the most personality he's ever had in that game. The only spoken word that he had besides yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, take a quick break here, and then we'll hit to the head to the topic of the week. Let's do it. of the week is uh what's our topic for for this week have you thought have well, you thought of anything yet well it is episode 23 it is and, uh, what, is it? what is number 23 what does that make you think um uh, michael jordan i was gonna say it's how many hours the day feels like it has <laughs> but no it's uh yeah michael jordan man so uh, i thought this week we could talk a little bit about uh one of the best games on the super nintendo uh, chaos in the windy city timeout yeah <laughs> Chaos in the Windy City. What a game! The only game when you hit when you hit pause, it says timeout. <laughs> that game's great because I like that uh, instead of using like a gun, you know, because I I don't really like violence video games. I've always kind of been against it. <laughs> use ice balls. <laughs> yeah, well, you use basketballs, but you know they get the ba- the powers. Which once again, that's also like kind of you know revolutionary at the time. Like let's give the weapon itself power up and not the character. Like I, that had never been done before ever. Yeah. Another interesting, instead of like breaking blocks with your head, you can slam dunks to get power ups in there. So that was the thing as well, where there were just basketball hoops everywhere. And if you remember, there was a special button to slam, to do uh, slams with. And when you slammed, you'd get like extra, you get extra like points or like different type, different uh, powered basketballs. I don't know. I couldn't play this game for that long because. Uh, well, you live was... in Chicago, man. You know, there's like basketball hoops everywhere. <laughs> yeah, totally. There, I, I do like that, uh, that like the map is like set up on like on like the l it's set up on like the map of the train of the ctal and all that and uh for some reason you have to rescue your fellow basketball players who have been kidnapped and put into the uh museum of natural history so you go there and fight mummies so that's pretty cool i mean for anybody who's been to that place you know you always kind of wanted to throw basketballs at the mummies that are there they won't ever let me bring my basketball in (laughs) 
But but yeah, what a, what a, what a killer game. I don't know. I don't I don't th- I don't know if we could fill a whole episode with uh with chaos in the windy city. But then again, well, you know, okay. that's okay, man. Because there's <laughs> another great Michael Jordan yeah. game, uh, Jordan versus Bird, one on one. I never played a that game. Fantastic game released in 1988 for the NES. Uh, it's just it's very realistic. Like you can see the beads of sweat developing on their forehead as they play. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the the, the like uh, one or two white pixels of sweat on their forehead. I did actually play this game a lot growing up because uh, my dad got it for his birthday. One of his friends, who just, you know, the intentions were good. He knew my dad liked basketball and Michael Jordan and had a Nintendo. So he bought him a Jordan versus Bird. And the thing that sticks out the most to me about that game is every time you would make a shot, you know, like how in real one-on-one you would like run out of bounds and then throw it in, check it or whatever. In, uh, in this game, it just cuts away and the music stops and then it start, the music starts over again. <laughs> and then you're back nice. where you started. Nice. Three point line. Um, I think I think the only basketball game I really played in NES time was like Arch Rivals. You never played Double Dribble. Oh yeah, probably, probably once or twice. I don't know. I remember playing the uh, NCAA basketball game for Super Nintendo. That game was pretty cool because it like Super was, Nintendo was a different story. It had plenty it was of, like third person. It had plenty of good basketball. Yeah. NBA Jam and uh, Charles uh, Barkley shut up and jam. <laughs> yeah, was Kobe Bryant's game on there? Or did that not come out to the sixty four? I don't know. If, Whatever. I, I, I don't know. That was a fun game, too. But uh, one good thing about Jordan vs. Bird that I liked is that it came out for several different systems. It didn't just come out for the Nintendo. So that's like that's a sign that it's a great game if it comes out for a bunch of systems. Like yeah, it, came well, out, it came out as its own Tiger handheld game. Oh, well, that it was... It was definitely fancy if it came out for Tiger. There is one a thing, slam dunk con game. One thing, one thing I forgot to mention about Star Fox Guard earlier, I like how the load screens look like... Um, look like old tiger games or like uh game and watch games did you notice that i yeah, like the sort of looks like an lcd yeah it has like the little sc- it has a screen with like the robots popping up on it it looks like an old game and watch screen which is pretty rad but yeah jordan versus I only, bird what a game. I only want to say one more <laughs> thing about jordan versus bird and then we can move on but uh, i just wanted to say that it was voted by mega I don't even know who they are, but they wrote a, they rated the game number seven on their list of the ten worst Mega Drive games of all time. So. Oh, it was it was number seven on that. I believe uh, yeah. Chaos in the Windy City was number seven on the top ten worst Super Nintendo games wow. by Nintendo Power at the time. They said it was bad because it was a horrible use of a license, which I remember I brought up multiple times when we were when we first started hanging out, and I think you ended up buying me a copy of Chaos in the Windy City because of that as a, as a joke gift. But little did you know it would become one of your favorite games. <laughs> Yeah, it was. De- it's definitely a good, uh, you know, it's a good, it's a good party play. You know, just pull it out and be like, hey, let's go rescue some basketball players from uh, from museums. But uh, yeah, I played it. I played it enough to, uh, you know, to get an idea of it. But anyway, let's. Uh, we did have a real topic. <laughs> we just thought we'd uh, go on a tangent about Michael Jordan and Chaos in the Windy City, just because it's such a great game. And I think and you could probably and you could probably probably buy it used for like a dollar somewhere. I'm sure. But um, it's possible they'll pay you take it from them probably but i think our uh our actual topic was uh we haven't we haven't done any we haven't done any metroid stuff yet where uh, we made it to episode 23 and we haven't talked about my personal favorite franchise of nintendo's the uh, metroid games and why not start with the best one the super metroid which is my personal favorite game of all time i think you if you talk to metroid fans you're going to find like people a lot of people are going to want to say that prime was the best one because prime's a fantastic video game oh really 
but I've talked to several people. I think Colin, our friend that we had on for uh, the Fire Emblem episode. He, he, think, he uh, says Prime he is better than Super Metroid? Well, he wasn't really... Yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah. he kind of did. But he was just saying like what his favorite games were. He was putting it up there. like his, He was saying what his favorite Nintendo games were. And it was above. He didn't even mention Super Metroid. So oh, I didn't well. even think about the direct comparison. He was just saying in the entire library. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I like Prime. Don't get me wrong. I like Metroid Prime a lot. But I, but I think Super Metroid is like a perfect game. Like, I can't think of a single thing that's wrong with it. It is a great it's just, it plays so well. Like it's super, super polished. Like the soundtrack is fantastic. I mean, I could make an entire episode about the soundtrack, which hopefully I will at one point. But um, yeah, soundtrack is phenomenal. Like it just has this really has this really good like sequel feel to it, where you kind of like you come like it starts off with you entering like the same sort of stuff that was in the NES Metroid, and it kind of plays. I think it plays a lot off of you having beaten that game, or at least having like played through that game, because you go through like the wreckage of what happened in that game in the beginning of the game, which I thought was really cool. Like, even to the point of where you go, you know, you go and you see, like, where Mother Brain was, where Mother Brain was destroyed and all that. But it's also, like, you know, it's the end of the trilogy between, like, Metroid 1, 2, and 3. Like, it was the it was the third game and basically, you know, ended ended all of that, the stuff with the Metroids and Baby Metroid and all that. So it is a direct know. sequel to Return of Samus? Yeah, it's a direct sequel to Return of Samus. Actually, in the opening of the game, it says Met- it says Metroid three before before it says oh, Super it does. Metroid. Yeah, because it, it does the little it does that little the nee, 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 and it, but it does the play it shows like ninety four and then it says yeah. Metroid three and then it shows Super Metroid. It so, shows the year real big. Yeah, like I, I know what year that game came out because it showed me in real big font. <laughs> it did at the beginning. Well, it was important. You needed to know that. I, re- I love the opening of it where it like shows like her face and like her th- her telling saying like what had happened. You know, it shows like. It shows like in black and white, like what happened in Metroid One, and black and white what happened in Metroid Two, and then it. Shows she actually like, narrates. It. Yeah, and it has like a little bit of voiceover at the beginning, which is pretty, just pretty laughable now, I guess, because he sounds very nasally. I uh, I was reading an interview with Yoshio Sakamoto, and he actually mentioned his name. I should have wrote it down. The guy who the guy who did the voiceover for that, but um, but yeah, it was like he was like the last Metroid is in captivity. A galaxy is at peace. The last Metroid is in captivity. The galaxy is at peace. He, like, he sounded very uh, nasally. Did he say that guy in the interview? He say, "Oh yeah, that guy had a cold." <laughs> No, it was just a. It was like an old interview from uh from I guess I guess that they used for a um for one of the players' guides for for Nintendo oh, okay. Power. But uh, they were like, what was the? They said, what was that foreign guy on there? By foreign meaning <laughs> like American, you know? Like, oh well, he is he is the voiceover for the for the opening part. Was it Charles but, Martinet or Martinet? <laughs> no, it was it was a Charles. It's Martinet. a me, Samus. Yeah, it was pre him. But yeah, it would have been funny. But uh, but man, yeah, I, this is a game I, I played over and over again. I uh, got to the point where I could speed run it in like an hour and a half, which you know before I even knew what a speed run was called. I mean, I just did it because of the because you got the alternate ending if you did that at the end of the game where you get to see Samus in her in her bathing suit and all that. Or you get to see the first Zero Suit Samus. Yeah, it was really 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 cool. Like I liked the uh, I like the way it's it's very much set up to where like every part that you get into you can only get out with it. Basically, teach you how to leave. You know, like like whenever there's like there's a part where you go to get the high jump boots and you can't leave unless you've gotten the high jump boots you know it's like once you fall in you can ha- you have to jump a certain height to get out of there so like they do a lot of stuff like that where they kind of try to teach you the way to play the game without teaching you how to play the game like there's no tutorial or anything in it it's Which all you see in pretty much every zelda game like yeah well not every zelda game but any of the games where you had to fight a mini boss 
to get the dungeon item. Almost always to get out of that room that you fought the mini boss, you have to use the item. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of how they do it. Also, which um, I don't know. Did you find the Did you find the creatures that were in there? They were they're like there's a couple secret creatures that you can find. Dakara and the Electoons. Are they the ones that tell you the? secret code like the secret commands or whatever yeah the electoons are the guys that tell you how to jump off the wall and i actually got stuck there for a long time <laughs> when i because i because i couldn't figure it out like they were jumping off the walls and i was like oh i must have i mean i was a kid you know i didn't know i, I remember I seeing know. those but i don't think i found the other one well there was the electoons and there was the dacara was a was this like dinosaur looking thing kind of like dinosaur bird looking thing that showed you how to like run and stop and jump up because it had that long jump that you could do oh wait i, did. One I, of the did. Moves. I think i did find both of those you know what yeah, i that, did because that one was played, was easier but the but the ones the little guys were hard because you had to jumping off the walls was difficult if you had never done it before and it's a timing thing like you have to like it's not like you hit the buttons the same time you like tap over and then hit the jump like in a certain rhythm yeah you have to like yeah you will jump into the wall and then you push away from the wall and then you jump like as your character's coming away from the wall so it's yeah it's a little difficult to do at first but once you find it once you find like the sweet spot you can usually do it but then if you're anything like me you'll suddenly forget it and then like you you'll have to learn it over again <laughs> oh yeah but if you but that's how you um that, that's the key to like beating to speed running the game though because there's a lot of parts where you can where you can get items early like if you know how to do the wall jump where you can you can get to stuff like way before you're supposed to get to it so it helps you beat the beat the game earlier can you get the which was how beam. i did it you can get the charge beam earlier i think it's something i did probably I, I, remember doing early. I, I remember there's a couple parts where you can get like i think you can get the um i don't know it's been it's been a while since i played through it i know i know the part where you jump off of it but i don't remember what you get from it but uh but i remember you, yeah you could get i remember you could get stuff earlier earlier than you normally would i think one of them might be the wave beams that you, the way being that you can get, but I don't know. But yeah, that was uh, yeah, it was it was it was a great game. Lots of cool. We mentioned it before with the uh, Krakemeyer, the guy, uh, the guy that you beat by uh, by him walking back and over the crumbling floor. Yeah, and another we, another folly bad guy. Yeah, when we were yeah when we were talking about the Yoshi episode, we mentioned that in here. The ones where you can't beat him and where like the environment beats him. We mentioned we mentioned him. I always love that. There was some, uh, I, I don't know if I mentioned it in that one either, but uh, there's another one. Like, there's one of the guys. I think it's uh, I forget what it's called, but it's the guy. He's he's like a fish-looking thing, and he like grabs you, and you move, and he like shakes you around the room. And there's like a there's like this electric panel that if you shoot it with your uh, grappling hook, you can actually you can fry him and, and kill him that way, which is like a really easy to do way to do it. He's one of the later bosses. I think he's the boss before before Ridley. But yeah, there's there's another there's another guy that has like a has something hidden in the level. The way in the way to beat him. This game's pretty well, like you said, it's very polished. It's full of a lot of things, and it's got a very satisfying progression to it because uh, because Samus just keeps getting like stronger and stronger, and she just gets like so freaking strong by the end of this game. Like it's it's just fun to play that, you know, because you've seen her evolve as you play through the game. Oh yeah, and and it's and yeah, and the last boss is kind of its difficulty depends on like how much how many power ups you've gotten as well, which is like an which is a way that you could make the game harder if you want wanted to if you want to add more difficulty to it you know try to try to play limitation yeah you could try playing through like mother brain mother brain with like less of uh with less you know with less energy less energy packs or whatever yeah there's there were there were all sorts of like uh one thing that that i think this game had that like none of the other metroids have ever really done is there were just so many hidden tricks that you could do in it you know like each like each uh i remember like uh like each different gun that you had would like charge a different way would shoot a different way and like if you charged and turned into the ball you would drop like multiple bombs also like uh, 
there's no other Metroid game that's done that. But yeah, there's just there's just a lot of different things you could do. And there's a way there's a way for you to use like your missiles and super mills, missiles and your power bombs. There's a way to change that into energy for your uh, you know for yourself as well. Like if it like to charge your energy packs, which is pretty amazing. There was like a code to do that. Oh, you there's sacrifice that. your ammo for more energy. Yeah, you could transfer your ammo to to make it into energy. But uh, yeah, there's just like so many hidden stuff that in there that you could figure out, which is really cool. So that does like make me think of Symphony of the Night, which came out later, and it was on a completely different system. I, I'm sure we've talked about that one a little bit too. Oh yeah, well I think Symphony of the Night has has a lot to. I mean, would you know? It's good. Basically, is has a lot to be thankful for from. Uh, from Super Metroid. But look at I that mean, too, like in a similar parallel, look at that game compared to any of the other Metroidvania Castlevanias that came afterwards. They don't have, like, what you can do is pretty much cemented in what you get from that point on. But in the very first, you know, in Symphony of the Night, just like Super Metroid, you could do these crazy things that you could do from the beginning of the game if you knew how to do them. They didn't involve items that you done. Oh, sure. And so in both in both of those series, they did away with that after the first game. Oh, what like extra? Yeah, I think you can still. I think you can still wall wall jump in Fusion, though, can't you? You can. Yeah. So I do take it back at least for Fusion. Yeah, but, you but, can't, I, but I don't think you can you, do like the the chart the charge jumps and stuff can you no i don't think you, i don't think you can do the charge jump and the whole like thing where you turn into the ball and like drop like the multiple bombs like that was never that was never in any other game because i tried it in every other game but in symphony of the night I, I remember one thing it's like you do this almost like a street fighter 2 sort of like input of some form like a special move and it makes him to where anytime alucard attacks an enemy where blood comes out of them like that's not undead, like a living enemy. When the blood hits him, he gets HP back. I, I wanted to share a, a funny story involving Super Metroid when I was a kid. When well, I guess I was a, I was a teenager, but I used to you know I used to go home. From, I used to go I used to go home from school and play with Super Metroid after school, you know. And I remember one time, uh, one time I was I used to play in the basement of my mom's house. And one time while I was playing, there was a blur, there was a bird that flew in through the chimney into the basement while I was playing Super Metroid, like in the middle of it. It was uh, it was it was frightening. It was like this bird flying around while I was fighting like Kraid. It was it was insane. Was, was the bird like, injured? Uh, I mean, I think uh, I think I ended up opening one of the windows and it, it eventually flew away. But yeah, it somehow got stuck in the chimney and came all the way down and out the fireplace and was just, just freaking out and was just flying like wall to wall like like in the basement while I was like while I was playing like all of a sudden this fucking bird like comes out of the <laughs> chimney. And I'm like what the fuck? And I was like in the middle of a boss too, and I was like already like pretty tense, and this bird's flying around and it was crazy. That was just early like nintendo technology like immersion technology yeah <laughs> yeah they, they put that bird in there for me to, to freak me out they're like you're one of the test subjects yeah how do people respond to birds flying around while they're shooting a giant bird yeah i wish it was uh yeah i was gonna say i wish it was some sort of bird related boss but i don't think it was i mean it, it wasn't it wasn't i'm sure it wasn't ridley i remember uh, i'm happy that the bird survived that you didn't like you know i'm happy that you opened a window and the bird left no the bird got out eventually but yeah, it was just kind of like freaky. You probably <laughs> just want to check out the hot new game from Nintendo in 1994, <laughs> Super Metroid. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to play it loud. But uh, I remember, uh, I remember like me and uh, my friend, a friend of mine, Daniel. Like we both played this game. Like we both played my game. And I remember he got to the boss before I did, and he actually beat it. Like while I was there, and I remember closing my eyes and uh, and like I like put my fingers in my ears and cl- and closed my eyes so I couldn't, so I didn't know what was what happened at the end. So I, <laughs> so I could see it myself. And I'm glad I did that because that ending is like ending is so amazing like just the way it ends like i wouldn't have expected it i mean it's like a, it's like a 20 year old game right we can like totally spoil it we can spoil it well if you remember correctly so metroid one metroid one you basically 
you know, is the first time that Samus finds out about these Metroids, like these these beings that that are able to suck people's life out and whatnot. So she she finds them for the first time when she's fighting with her brain. And after that, in Metroid 2, she goes to their planet and, and tries to, like, basically destroy all of them. So, in the end of Metroid 2, after you've destroyed all the Metroids, you find this little baby one, which, you know, she can't bring herself to kill because it's not really threatening yet because it's a baby. And it follows her all the way back to her ship, and she takes it to these scientists who, uh, you know, are going to study it. And so, at the beginning of Super Metroid, uh, Ridley comes and, re- and kills all the scientists there and takes the, takes the baby Metroid from her. Ridley's the head of the space pirates. Yeah, Rid- Ridley's the big, the big like dragon-looking thing with the with the wings, which everybody wanted to be on Smash Brothers, but didn't make it. But Rid- flew in your chimney. Then. Yeah. <laughs> but Ridley, Ridley, however, you, however you want to pronounce it, I, I go back and forth. I think I said Ridley and Ridley in this episode, which which I've done. Believe it or not, but um, but uh, yeah, that supposedly uh, uh, people always say that there's a lot of. Uh, comparison between this and alien which i guess i, I read an interview with uh, yoshio sakamoto and he did say that uh that they that hr hr geiger's designs which is the guy who designed the aliens um they said that they used that for a lot of their characters so so it did it was inspired by that but people say that you know ridley is like a playoff of like ridley scott or like ripley from alien could be either one you know i'll say believe it or not again i already made that joke <laughs> ripley's yeah <laughs> it's definitely influenced by alien but when you get when you get to the end when you get to the end of the game like you get to this point where uh you're basically walking you're walking through this area where all the all the people all the guys are destroyed they're just dust that kind of like blows away when you get when you get to it so so like you know you're just going through all these dead enemies and then eventually you find the baby the baby's gigantic now and when you fight uh when you fight the mother brain the mother brain almost kills you and the baby comes to save you and ends up dying trying to save you from mother brain and then you end up getting the power of the baby somehow and you become this like super badass uh you know this you, this extra badass version of samus that defeats defeats the mother brain but it was really cool it just was wasn't what i expected that the baby to come back and save the day now that it's gigantic it like takes up half the screen once again to draw a parallel to symphony of the night the very first boss you fight in that game it's the beginning of the game when you're not even a la card yet <clears throat> but you can't actually die on the first boss because someone will keep appearing and like healing you. They like superpower you and everything, just kind of like the Metroid did at the end of Super Metroid. Oh well, you can you can die in that part. You still have yeah, to it get, doesn't heal you, but it does. You still have to get to a certain. You still have to get to a certain part with Mother Brain but before, before. But once the Metroid supercharges you, you're invincible, right? Yeah, I mean you have to be pretty bad to lose. Like I watched uh, on that on that Nintendo World Champions thing that I told you to watch that they had at E3 last year there was there was a part where they played through the where they played through the very end of super metroid and it was whoever got through it first one which i would have killed in that part i would have totally destroyed that part but um but there were a couple people that died during the during the mother brain part so it's possible if you really suck if i remember correctly i be, I just beat this game a few years ago the wii virtual console uh, at a certain point you know it's kind of like you killed off her first energy meter or whatever mother brain starts shooting like this crazy light laser at you that drains your energy really fast yeah she shoots and you can't she, counteract it you can't avoid it yeah she starts throwing this sort of like missile thing at you that looks like a bunch of like red bubbles like in a line and then she yeah and then she starts doing the eye laser and once you once you fall down and start like breathing heavy you know then then it's then it's you know then you're good 
until until the baby's gonna come. But you can. But if you don't like shoot the mother brain enough times before that, you can die before that. I've seen I've seen it happen. But uh, but still, yeah, you get to you got to get to the part where she's where she's breathing heavy and then the baby comes in and saves her. But I just I thought that part was so cool. Like I'd never seen an ending like that in a game. You know, no. or like or like a bad guy or what you thought was a bad guy came back and saved you. You know, if I remember correctly, aren't you fighting the boss from the right? And the boss is on the left side. Yeah, the boss is on the left side. Which that so one that's was that's kind of unique too. That was in the original game as well, though. Oh, it was. Yeah, where where the where uh, Mother Brain was on the left side, but Mother Brain never had like a body. Like I like that because they do the part they do the part from the original game where you fight the brain, but then it like gets up and it has an eye and and a face and arms and legs and it's like a dinosaur with the brain on it. Which I think Mother Brain didn't Mother Brain show up in uh, Metroid Prime Three or was it Prime Two? I know the brain showed up eventually. Maybe it was Prime Three, but it was in one I, of the primes that Mother Brain did finally show. It must have been two because I don't remember Mother Brain. In- Three. Oh, I thought it was three. Really? I don't know. Look, look it up. I think, I think the, I think the brain is in there. Oh yeah, no, it is. It's in three. I haven't played. Like, I don't I think. I don't think you. Tr- I don't think you. Tr- first came out. I don't know. If, I don't think you fight it though. I think it talks to you. I think it's in one of the planets. Oh, you know what? I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's a whole another thing. We could talk about those Metroid Prime games. I thought about and all the other aliens are hanging out there too. Yeah, well, it's like the yeah. I forget where it is. You like you. It like gives you missions or whatever. It's on one of the planets. But it's a bunch of to. bounty hunters are hanging out. Yeah, there's a scene where they're all together there. Well, that's the beginning of the game. But I think the oh. brain the brain is later. But yeah, there is a part where you where you find Mother Brain. I thought, I thought that was really cool. And not to mention like all the different levels or the different parts you know it has like the planet where everything's connected but i remember there's a part that's like the ghost area do you remember that where it's like kind of filled with these uh spirits almost and you fight this big spirit looking thing that kind of looks like a squid with a giant eye do you remember that yeah i think it's creepy it's in like the abandoned space like that that part's really cool and then there's the part where you're like in that test tube that you that you've like walked through so many times and then you could blow it up with the with the power bomb to get into the water okay, i remember that part too but yeah oh yeah where you, you, that? you crack the glass pipe all yeah that. yeah the glass pipe like that part was there's just so many cool moments in there like i just yeah i remember that do you remember it's fairly early in the game, but do you remember the part where the Chozo like grabs you and like takes you to that under part of the level? Yeah. Like I remember the first time that happened, I thought that I, cause I like bomb it. I would always bomb the hands and then you bomb it and then it grabs you and I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to die now. But it just takes you to like the next part. I don't know. I had some really cool, like uh, cool moments to it. And I think at the very beginning of it, you actually fight a Chozo yeah. as well. So for one of the early power-ups, I fight a Chozo. Yeah, it's either for the yeah, it's either for like the ball or the bombs or whatever. Actually, I think the ball is in the same spot as it was in the first one. Yeah, where it's, where it's, where it's to the left. Yeah, which that was a cool idea too. Where like the you know first thing you do is the power-ups on the left side instead of the right side. Isn't the story that the ball was created because they couldn't? Yeah, because like animation. Cause, yeah, because they couldn't do the animation. That's why Metroid can't crawl. All right. <laughs> whatever whatever that she, is she kind of can crawl yeah but um yeah but that's yeah not her name anyway he's pretty cool though it was uh i mean i yeah i, I could talk i could talk for a long time about the about this game i like would the, you say it's one of your favorite games it's probably my favorite game i think you think it's your favorite game yeah i like i like it a lot i can't i couldn't it's i feel like it's a perfect game i can't think of anything that's wrong with it when was the last time you played through it uh it's been a while i mean i played it i played it for a while on wii u when i got it but i didn't beat it like, I think I played, like, halfway through it. Do you think but you I, could sit down and play through it in, like, one go-through, like, muscle limerick style? I mean, I don't think I can play through it in an hour and a half, but I could I could probably I could probably play through it right now. I mean, I don't remember Beat where, it. I don't remember exactly, like, I couldn't recite to you where to go right now, but I think I remember enough of it that I could probably play through it without any help. Could be fun. Well, yeah, totally. I mean, I, I've, been, I've been meaning to, and I've been, I've been wanting Jess to play it also. I mean, she, I know she played, uh, she hadn't played any of the Metroid games, and she played Zero Mission, which I thought that was a good one to start with. She liked that one. I still haven't finished that, but I have it 
on my virtual console. But I didn't want her, I didn't want her to play Fusion yet because Fusion is a direct sequel to Super Metroid, and I felt like she should play Super Metroid first. Did you ever uh, Did you ever play any of the uh, other M, the the game that so many people don't like? Which I actually I mean I only played through it one time, but I didn't hate it that much. When I, I mean I, I actually enjoyed it when I played through it. But it I was a of, Wii game, right? Yeah, I'd have to return to that again. It came out after uh, Corruption. Yeah, it was it was like the nail in the coffin for uh, Metroid because then we haven't gotten another Metroid game since you know until uh, you know the new one, whatever Space Marine game. What's what's that new one called? Federation Force. Fed Force, yeah. Which I think it's that game looks. Force is actually the Kevin Federline. <laughs> Federline Force. No, I think uh, I think that game looks all right. I don't understand why people are giving it so much shit. But, I mean, I'm excited to play it. Yeah, it's just a game that exists with similar mechanics. I mean, people didn't get pissed off about the Metroid games at Nintendo Lands. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, well, it's like Metroid Prime Pinball, you know? If that was, like, all we had coming out, I guess, and there weren't all those other Metroid games, then I guess people would be upset about it. But it's 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 basically, it, it looks like it'll be a fun game. It's basically like an online shooter where you're not Samus. You know, you're just one of the you're just one of the other Federation dudes, and I mean, it sucks that there's not another Metroid coming out, but I think it looks fun. I still can't believe it that people petitioned for it just not to be released. I know those that's so dumb. That's one of the dumbest video game stories that exists. <laughs> it's like really, it's, like, you it's, it's kind of up there with the ET thing. Maybe not quite up there. But oh, but but burying the ET copies. ETs, yeah. I don't know. People do a lot of really stupid stuff on the internet for games. Like and I think I think most of those petitions are up there with the dumbest things ever. Like you know, so you no, think no matter what they are. Before this, to not release a game. <laughs> well, maybe not necessarily to not release a game, but there's still like ones that are like petition to take this character out or petition to put this guy in here, or or like or like you know movie ones where it's like petition to have George Lucas direct episode nine. It's like what really? Okay. It's like that's not going to happen ever, you know. Change your plans, or like, or, or like, petition for Zack Snyder to not direct any more Superman movies. It's like, it's like, you know, it's not going to happen, dude. And but I think Zack I, Snyder will see that and he'll cry. I mean, I think I signed both of those petitions, but they don't mean anything. <laughs> I mean, I, I did it just for the fun of it, but I don't think it's actually going to change anything. One of his tears is your fault. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe like a half a tear. But yeah, but yeah, I don't know. But Met- yeah, Super Metroid, super rad game. It's uh, I like uh, there's there, I like all the references to the original game that are in there like Kraid like Kraid has like a fake Kraid before that you fight before it that looks just like the old Kraid I thought that was really cool I don't know I enjoyed it a lot because I've actually I've beat I've beaten all of the Metroid games even the first one and I, and I got the first one when I was like a kid kid and played through it so the so. first Metroid game is a uh, unlikable and fusion right uh prime Prime and Zero Mission okay. both have it. So this I think is... I actually own every Metroid game besides other M. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Because I have, have uh, I have Metroid 2, and I actually, that's the game I used to test the Super Game Boy. I played that for, oh, and yeah. not like five or ten minutes, but I mean, it was a Metroid game. It controlled like, it felt like the Nintendo game. Yeah, it's uh, Metroid 2, 2 is probably like the least liked of all of them, I guess, next to other M, seems like. It's kind of, uh, I mean, it's okay, I guess. I don't know. It's it's much what different than the other ones. Two or was it before that? I would guess ninety one or ninety two. I don't. I don't know for sure. That was actually one that I didn't beat until way later. Like I just because it's like it's very confusing. It's a game that definitely needed a map more than anything else. But uh, I I didn't play it until like later in life. Like I don't think I I don't think I ever beat it until my twenties. I mean I had it when I was a kid, but uh, 
I could never beat it until later, just because of how like confusing the levels are. It doesn't have a map in it. No, there's no map at all. So it gets it gets very confusing. And uh, Metroid One doesn't have a map either, but you can still kind of find your way around. Or at least I felt like I could. Maybe because like the environments actually look different. Where like yeah. Metroid Metroid Two, they're all black and white, and there's no really there's not really a whole lot to differ- differentiate like one area from another. So that's like part of what makes it. That's part of what makes it really confusing. Yeah, it's like well, here's another black part with green, you know, with green brand with green areas that you walk on and here's another one you know they're all they all kind of look like green caves you know so it's difficult i'd like to play through super metroid again i guess it's got to go on my docket list you should and see if you can find all those extra things that i that i told you about in there like using the weapons to uh recharge yourself and i know like oh uh, there's i also liked how you could switch different parts of your gun off if you needed to like oh, that right. was just an added thing that you couldn't do with any of the other ones where you can actually go into the menu and be like oh i just want this to just be the wave or i want this to just be the plasma or i want it to just be the charge you can actually change that stuff up and they all do different things like well you know, they when, also when you charge them as well you had to you kind of had to do it because the freeze beam was just annoying if you didn't need it right well i mean in the super metroid one and super metroid was the first time where they combined everything okay. where where the original game yeah you would you would it would change from one thing to another but this one actually combines all of them together but if you wanted to you could but if you wanted to you could take parts of it off you see what i mean so there's like so you'll get and, the I, plat- and I did do that when i played i do remember doing yeah going into you'll, the where you see her standing there in her suit and you can turn certain things off yeah and I thought that was really cool. And he, and that's another thing that wasn't in any of the other Metroid games as well. And I think and I think there's a way that you can do a special shot sure. with which each of I them. Thought it was Fusion. I don't think you can turn. I don't think you can turn things off in Fusion. I mean, it's been a while since I played it, but I don't. I don't think you can. But you know, if I'm wrong, then I'm sorry, Internet. But I don't. Sorry. I don't think you can. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely worth another look. Uh, this, the, I mean, as far as our retrospectives go, like this, this game is actually fully fully available. You know, like it's you could totally easily get it. So. You know, you can get it on Wii U. You can even get it on 3DS now. You can get it on either system. So for anybody who hasn't played it, I suggest 100% that you play it. You know, it's it's an incredible game. And it's I feel like it's will has stand has stood the test of time for, you know, 20-some years. I think it still looks great. One thing I don't think you mentioned, I thought I would mention. I didn't know it until I was looking on the Internet today, but the programming for the game was handled by Intelligent Systems. Oh, really? Yeah. The ones who made uh, Paper, Paper Mario and and uh, Fire Emblem. Yep. So they were actually involved in Super Metroid directly. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they didn't. They start as I think I said this in our last one, but I think they started as a. They hired them to basically port Famicom discs to cartridges. I think I yeah. think I mentioned that in our in our in our Mario one in our Mario RPG episode. That's cool. I didn't I didn't know they worked on that to help on it. It's cool. And yeah, it says it was almost a well. What Super Metroid came out in ninety four? What year was was it? 86 that the first Metroid came out? I think so. When you think about that, I know there was Return of Samus or whatever, but a lot of people don't even factor that game in. But uh, that was eight years between those two games. It was either seven or eight years. That's a really long time, especially back then. You didn't have the internet to to give you news about what was happening and stuff. Yeah, Metroid was 86. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like, I mean... I got eight I mean, years. I, I feel like I got I got Metroid and Metroid Two around the same time. But when I got when I got Metroid, I remember getting it. It was like in the bargain bin, you know, at Toys R Us. It was like in the old game bargain bin. Like I got it for like twenty dollars or something like that. So that one had been out for a while. Yeah, I, I have some old like advertisements from the NES set that have the have Metroid listed on it, like way back when, probably like yeah. eighty six or eighty seven. Oh sure, yeah. Metroid Two was a. Uh, was ninety one, but wasn't uh didn't when did the Game Boy came out come out? Wasn't that around like eighty nine? It was eighty nine, yeah. 
So it's you know I mean it's just kind of like the way things worked for Nintendo and for most systems. So like, like when they, when there was a new system, there was a new franchise on that. You know, it's like put Mario on there, put put a uh, Metroid on there. You know. Do you think if there had been like I'm sure there was some rudimentary internet back then, but there's no record of it as far as like fanboys crying out. Like, do you think people are pissed off that the sequel is coming out on the Game Boy instead of the Super Nintendo? You know, immediately. Oh, I mean, but. The, I mean, the Super Nintendo wasn't out yet when, when Metroid 2 came out. In 91? Was it? 91's the year the Super Nintendo came out. I mean, I, I, owned, I owned them, and I wasn't like, I wasn't like oh, because I, I figured there would be a Super Nintendo one eventually. And then people end up having to wait three years for their Metroids. I'm just thinking, like, in context of, like, us chomping at the bit waiting for a new Metroid game now. Oh, sure. And it's a experience. They just didn't have, like, the forum to yell about it we do yeah yeah it was it, i don't know it was basically uh the super nintendo yeah. i thought it was yeah i think you're right but like, like um, yeah it was in, it was it, it came out in 91 but it's I, I guess i mean if you understood the nature of nintendo it's always like whatever system comes out is what comes out for that like i remember explaining trying to explain to somebody you know i was like oh i got the new animal crossing and they're like oh the one oh for wii u i'm like no for 3ds they're like well, why didn't they make a wii u one and i was like well because it always comes out for whatever the next system is first you know it'll be on 3ds before it's on wii u you know like that type of thing because that's just how they do it whenever they whenever they make a new system they put whatever franchise on that system first until the other one so you know they weren't ready for this they weren't ready for the super nintendo one yet i guess which i heard they were kind of developing sort of at the same time somewhat because uh, yoshio sakamoto said that he that he hadn't seen anything of metroid 2 while they were making super metroid and i guess like the baby stuff from the story was added later towards the end of it like when from when the, from after they first started developing it so he had an unadulterated view of the first metroid and was just making a second game even though it was the third game yeah because he didn't he didn't work on metroid 2 at all from what from what i heard but yeah i don't know it's it's worth like that one i kind of just played through so I could, you know, so I could be like, oh, I beat it, you know, and like I always wanted to be Metroid too. Oh. But it took a lot of like internet maps and all that to get through there, you know. So you're pretty much you have a an icon in the top of the screen. And it's just a countdown of how many Metroids you have to kill, right? Uh, it's in the bottom of the screen, but yeah, but that's yes, pretty much yes. That's the yes. goal of the game, just get that number to drop. Yeah, somewhat. Like you basically, you, there'll be like bosses that you fight that'll like move the lava level, I guess, lower so you can go deeper into it. That's how a lot of it works. Like you'll kill a guy and then like the and then like the screen will shake and then you can go farther down into another part. But yeah, it'll, the number will change as you go through it. And then and then there's like a boss, there's like a queen boss that you fight at the end, and then you find the baby after that. And you do actually get to go back to your ship with the baby following you, which is pretty cool, which is an interesting little ending on there. So uh, coming back around to Zelda, because you mentioned, uh, you know, you are mentioning the game's coming out on the system before the sequels, but isn't it kind of sad? It, it makes me sad to realize that the new Zelda game it's going to be the. This is the first console that Nintendo's made that I guess besides the Virtual Boy, where it didn't have an original Zelda game, like that was just on that console at launch. Oh yeah, I mean, well, well, I mean, it's. I mean, this we the Zelda game is is originally made for the Wii U, but do you mean like that it that it won't be on another system, like that type of thing? Well, because like sure, like they've re-released them on. I was going to say like, well, yeah, I was going to say you know, like now, now it doesn't really, now it doesn't work, really work at all because they've all been re-released. But uh, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, where it's like the one, but they didn't really start doing that until like the one Twilight, that's the until like Twilight Princess, you know. But it's like well, it supposed is. to show for the console. Like, I mean, it's, it's and it is. Skyward Sword was that for the Wii, you know, and even though it came out late in the life, kind of like Star Fox did for the Wii U. I mean, it is still, I mean, it's still the, I think it's still the showcase for Wii U. It's just like the swan song sort of for it, I guess. 
You know, it's it's just it's just getting ported to another system. It's just it's just the timing. I think it's still I think it's still original. I mean, it's still Wii U original Zelda. It's just so here's how, just putting so here's, it on another thing to try to. Here's the thing systems. we will know for sure then about the NX is that if it requires the gamepad to play the game, then we know that the NX has some kind of screen functionality. Whether it just interfaces with the gamepad you already have, or if like it links to any tablet or there's special Nintendo tablets. We could probably surmise that much, right? If it was like something about the gameplay and required the use of the gamepad. Oh sure. I mean, I, w- I expected it to wear to require the use of the gamepad just because it was made for the Wii U. So can we safely assume that this next system will have the tablet sort of? Oh, I th- I, th- I think that it will. I mean, I'd, I'd put money on it. Just and for one major thing is you need to have something to scan the amiibos because they're not getting rid of those. Because they're making a lot of money off of them. Yeah, but I mean, that could have, be that that chip could be put into anything. It could, but I but I bet you anything. It could that be on the be. actual console itself. You just set the maybe on top. It could be, but I but I bet you anything that there's there's going to be a screen on the on the on the new controller. They're not they're not getting rid of that. They're going to keep it on the next one. It's just going to work differently, but it'll it'll be on there. Do you think it's just going to be like a controller with buttons on or a screen with buttons on top, like the concept drawings? I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully it's not. I hope it's not all like touchscreen like that. But you know, who knows? We'll have to see. We'll just have to wait. We just gotta wait it out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. But I think uh, yeah, I think we've covered. I think we've covered what we can for this year for this week, right? Yeah. To go put a pin in it here, as they say. We'll have a little bit more to talk about next week. I hope so. Maybe we'll do. Uh, we'll probably end up doing another theme thing. I'm sure because it's been a slow week. But you know, get that NES working so we can have a Dragon Quest episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play through all of them. Wow. If I, if I can. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm working on it. I gotta get through one. I'm simultaneous play, si- simultaneously playing nine also on 3ds. So been playing both. So you're just gonna work back. your way in from the outsides. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Right. Like one two, and nine. Two, well, I've I've had a I've had like four, five, and six on my radar for a long time because those are supposed to be really good, and you can get all those for three D for DS, and then seven and eight will be will be out sometime for three DS. So it's like to play all of them, but four and five are supposed to be really good. They're supposed to be like the best ones. Those were the Super Nintendo ones. Oh, okay, but, but they were but they were re released. Uh, they were re released with three D graphics for uh, for DS. So I'm, I'm I'm pumped. Anyway, this has been episode 23. Make sure you make sure you go buy Super Metroid on any system. It's it's out there. The 3DS, Wii, Wii U, they all got them. If and, you buy uh, it on the Wii, you can get it for a dollar. If you buy it on the what? Oh yeah, if you buy it, if you already have it on the Wii, you can get it for a dollar or buck fifty or whatever it is. But but yeah. Anyway, this is this has been our this has been episode 23. We are your hosts, Trey Johnson and Jeremy Mikowski. and we'll see you next week. See you later.